I'm Jesse Lubinsky, host of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Season four, episode nine. In this episode, I am joined by the wonderful Jen Conti, and we have like a potpourri episode for you. We were all over sharing some really cool tools from how to uh, create great slide decks, different tricks for that, creating interactive worksheets, keyboard shortcuts, a gaming app for engagement and strategy, uh, and keeping track of student questions. We, we were everywhere in this episode. It was a lot of fun to record and a lot of great little tips. So I hope you enjoy. Let's give it a go. Welcome to Shooks and Gift, the podcast where we share EdTech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. What, Jen? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard because we have the same name. Do you <laughs> know? Do you know who designed King Arthur's Round Table? Who designed King Arthur's Round Table? Sir Conference. Uh, happy Pi uh, Day! Uh, Pi Day, Joe! <gasps> Welcome. This is uh, Shooks and Gif. It is season four. It is episode nine, I believe. And I am joined by a longtime listener um, of Shooks and Gif, Jen Conti. I'm so excited. Jen reached out to me when I put my all call, like, lonely. Lonely. Anyone want to come on? And and Jen wrote me, and she said, "I, I come on." Now Jen interacts with Shooks and Gif and our hashtag, and, and tags us a lot and stuff. And I wrote her back, and I was like, "I'm so excited because she was actually one of the people I had in mind for listeners who are faithful listeners." That I thought, "Oh, I wonder if I wonder if she'll reach out and ask. And if she doesn't, I might ask her." So I was so happy. I'm so happy. Woo-hoo, um, so very, very briefly, Jen has been in education for 23 years. I'll let her tell you a little bit, but she's a tech integration specialist um, in Kent, Ohio, right, Ohio? Um, yes. And yep. she ha- she's a mom of three girls. Unlike me, her she has three grown girls and I have three little boys. We were sort of talking about that before we started recording. Um, she is a Google educator. She teaches in um, the diocese. I can never say this word right. Tell me. Tell me how we say it. You're so funny. Diocese. Diocese, Diocese of thank Cleveland. You. Of Cleveland. There you go. Very exciting. Big basketball <laughs> fan. We were talking sports before her and football. And I'm really excited to have her here because she shares some great stuff. And when I asked her to be on, I said, we have our website, as you know, where we keep notes. So we have the sort of unpublished pages. And I went on to check and it was like, we could do a whole season with her. She's full of such great ideas. So Jen Conti, I'm so excited that you're here. What did I miss? What do you want to say to the listeners? Welcome. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. This is my first chance to be on a podcast. So this is thrilling, thrilling, thrilling. Yes, I have been a longtime follower. I binged you guys uh, a couple years ago to get through from beginning to end and then have just continued to listen and be inspired by all of your little, your itty bitties and your ahas. And I love it. I love it all. So thank you for the opportunity. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. And we have some great stuff. So like, without further ado... Let's jump in. Guests first, always. What is your first share? What is your aha that you think people should give a go, Jen? Okay, so my first aha is from the most amazing Google Slides designer that I have come across, uh, Miss Paula from Slides Mania. Oh, we are not I cannot, Oh my gosh. I cannot get enough. Each week, you know, I sign up, I get those weekly um, updates. Um, and Slides Mania has posted another, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it? What is it? I stop everything I'm doing. Um, and one that she shared a couple weeks ago was how to add placeholder images in Google Slides. So I'm thinking, okay, what is this? Well, she designed an entire slide deck using the changing and the cropping uh, tool that's within Google Slides so that you can have your students or you insert an image and then change what that looks like. But she went even further with it. And because she creates these for PowerPoint and for Google Slides, two of the images that she put in here were actually created in PowerPoint. Um, 
and you you simply right click and replace your you go to replace the image um and you put the url in of your image and it completely changes it into the designs that she's created on this template it is awesome she is so awesome and what i didn't realize the share that you have the link to this like it's it's sort of it might be kind of hard to to visualize if you don't understand and you may have heard very quickly the hi everybody it's paula in the background that was me yeah. opening it it actually takes you to a video of her walking you through to do this and she has a youtube channel you buried the lead jen who knew I that, Paula? The lead on that who one. knew what does she have on i know here? Oh she has every, she has a video for all with a tutorial of all of the slides that she's created and shut shout out to Matt Miller. I did not know this until he had her on the ditch summit this winter. And so I'm thinking, oh, I'm totally going to listen to something that Paula's putting out. And so she started to go through, but then she got into the explanation of, you know, she has so many people that reach out to her. How do you do this? And she said, well, I have a YouTube channel and she goes through step-by-step and shows you how to do all of it. So that's what I started sharing with teachers with the YouTube channel. Because okay. it's even more valuable than the slide itself. How did I how did I miss this? So I sketch note for Matt and I was part yes. of like the social like I watched that. Paula and I are actually, I'll, I'll say friends in quotation marks. Like we've done a few things yeah. together. And if I needed to reach out to her and DM her, it wouldn't be like rando stranger. Like we've we've spoken about things. Um, I had the privilege of interviewing her for a uh, sort of a panel discussion back for uh, Tech Team Canada and now Cobblestone Collective um, back in the fall. And like I, I rearranged my lunch hour and everything. I was like, I need to be on with this woman. And it was like mind blowing. But I missed that she said that there was this YouTube video. And yeah, looking through it, it is literally how to create a Google slide from a template, how to edit the colors and the fonts. Here's how I created yes. this. This <gasps> Okay, well, I, and know, I, think I know what I I'm doing today. <laughs> I know, you'll, be, you'll get lost in it. I think I even posted on Twitter during her recording. She, you know, she's big on um, edit the master Always. so that you can keep all of the links and the tools and everything that she has in there. And I will never forget Matt Miller's aha when she she shared how to change and edit the master, change the colors that was so me. that it changes it for everything. His yeah. face was like, oh, oh my gosh. And do you oh know what I gosh. you know what I love most about those colors? So I hate the teal green. That's the default color for links in Google Slides. I don't know why I hate it. It's a nice color, but I do I like blue. I'm a traditionalist. I like that. And if you go into master um, so I always used to go to um, like edit or to view. No, I used to go to view. There's two ways to do it. And I used to do it one way and then I saw her doing it another way. And Me I was too. Like, yeah. What? I didn't know you'd go in that way. Um, but I love that because you can go in and then on that drop down of colors, the very last option is link. And I always just default back to that blue and then boom. Because I I think I shared on the podcast in one of the earlier seasons, yes. like the back end, how you could put a script on the back to change it. Like little did I know it was literally like click, click, and done. But she's done. a genius. And what I what I love most probably about Paula is that she's not a designer. I'm not she, an educator. She works in she finance. Just, I know. I know. She's so where Christian. she finds the time to do all of this. I have it's just like a passion that she has. Yeah, but and she, she is, is so gifted at it. And I do like that she allows there have been some other people who will um, guest create and yes. she'll post. So she's got sections on her website, like just when you go into the four educators section, there are ones that other people have designed yeah. that they have reached out. And so if you've got a good one, she'll put it on there for you. Yeah, it's sort of like this secret, like thing for me I kind of maybe this summer or maybe during my spring break although my spring break is piling up now with a whole bunch of great conferences which I'm excited about um I um I heard my very Canadian about right there every now and then I hear it. Um, especially, especially when I'm speaking with my American friends I'm like oh I'm very conscious about it it's fine. I heard that um I uh, I, I kind of want to create one and see if I can do it but it's so much work and like the bar is so high but even if it you is. wanted to teach students like how to be creative, if you were like, like I'm thinking elementary art and if you're like, hey, let's, we're going to do an assignment that's about this, but why don't we first learn how to digitally design in Google Slides and watch some of these? Yeah, she's, and I bet you any money she'd, she'd come in if she could to your class and like chat with the students. Oh, she's, I'm, I'm sure she would. She's amazing. Being that I'm currently getting my ISTE certification. That's a and lot of work. one of the things, it is a lot of work, but I, through this journey, and I'm still in it at the moment, mm -hmm. I have learned so much about students and allowing them the opportunities to become digital creators. Oh, and yeah. Paula 
is the perfect example of being able to show your students, like you were saying, have them create some of this. Once you show them what Google Slides can do, they just start, oh, did you know you could do this? And I figured out how to do this. And I'm like, oh, this is so inspiring. That's amazing. I love that. I Yeah, I, I don't know how I missed the YouTube video, but I'm so going to binge those. I, it's still pretty cold mm -hmm. up here in Canada, so I do a lot of like walking on my treadmill. And so this might be my new treadmill thing. Like watch a couple of Apollo videos, learn like treadmill PD, as I call it. Treadmill PD, it's you got it. One. Okay. So I'm going, I have a bunch of like itty bitties. Um, the first one is, I'm going to call it the black market um, extension for Google Meet for kids. Sorry, Jen, you're probably seeing me okay. like, I'm trying to look around for a Kleenex. I've just all of a sudden had this like allergy attack. Um, my eyes like <laughs> completely watering. And I don't know what's going on. This happens every now and then. I actually, I put on a little bit of makeup. I wanted to look pretty for our podcast. Oh, you look pretty. Um, you look pretty. And I think my mascara got in my eye. Give me one second. I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to. Okay. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just keep it real. There we go. Okay. I got a Kleenex. Oh, you know. They were all over. Um, Better. Okay. This was something that I came across. I don't even know where I came across it, but it it's, it's called the Google. Well, it's not actually called the, I'm calling it the Google meet auto logout. So this is sneaky. This is sneaky. And I want teachers to know about this. It was someone who I believe is taking probably computer science at um, a university or college. I think they're in the UK based on their phrasing and what they, they, they call it like bunking class instead of skipping class, which is very UK. Bunking. Saying, yeah. And he's, he's in college or university, like I said, and he bunks quote a lot of his classes. So he would log in to his online class and then leave, like ghost it, go back to sleep, whatever. But then yeah. if he, he would set an alarm to try to wake up and remember to log out but some days he'd sleep through that alarm and his teachers got hip to his jive as we say <laughs> and started calling him out on it so he developed this script that counts on zoom for sure and i think google me um it counts it looks at the participant list and if it gets down to and you say then when it gets down to five automatically logs me out of this meet and the call so it looks like you're there so i'm not sharing oh, this to say you should use it but maybe you should if you have staff meeting that you're kind of like oh I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge what you're doing in your life. I really like staff meetings, but that's just me. Um, but if you're finding that a student is sort of there's suspicious activity, I know that in Google you can check the admin console. You can maybe block some. Now this looks like it's it's not it's not available in the app store. It's sort of you have to it's an auto script that you put in and have to run. So the kids would have to be savvy. But I know that we have a huge computer science department in my school, the biggest I think in our district. And our kids are brilliant when it comes to that. So they probably could have written this. They probably have. Um, they probably so did. <laughs> I don't I don't know that it would catch it. But if you're noticing, there are tools out there. That's what I want to make people aware of. There are tools out there that shouldn't come as a surprise um, for students to be able to get around. So consider that when you are, um, when you're teaching online, you know, we talk about the engagement. We talk about making sure that there's multiple check-ins. But if you notice suspicious activity, this is something you might want to be aware of. I, I don't know. Definitely. I, don't, I just thought it was something that was kind of like, oh, yeah, we should probably know about this. Like all those little hacks, exactly. right? Exactly. Yes. Um, and so look, important I, I for know us. that we use, um, we use Turnitin to do like plagiarism detection. And there uh -huh. was a hack a while ago that students would put their whole um, essays in, in translate it in Google Translate to a bunch of different languages and then come back to English. So it really, it, it changed a lot of the words and then oh they would just go and make, make sense of it. I'm like, wouldn't it just be less work to write an essay? But anyway, that was another one. Like those things that you're like, okay, if things seem fishy, you might be able to, cause I think by nature people like to be honest, right? So oh, yes. maybe if we yeah. ask the right questions, we can make sure that we're, we're making sure our wow. students are above board. So that's mine. Very I don't cool. know, I don't True. know what it's called, but there is this script that kids can get on GitHub. And if you don't know GitHub, there you it go. has a whole bunch of scripts and auto. That is cool. I don't. I yeah, don't. There you go. Very nice. Okay, what do you have next? Sharing. Love it. Okay, so my next one is called Teacher Made. Um, at the very beginning of our COVID lockdown, as you would say, our two-week COVID lockdown. Yeah. That we had. Well, and today um, is. It's like this is the weekend of the anniversary uh, or the yes. one-year anniversary of our two-week lockdown. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, our Some of our teachers were looking for ways in, you know, the week scramble that we had to get everybody ready to go for online learning. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of good, whether it was teacher paid teacher or things that they created, um, workbook pages that they had. 
And as far as substitution for tech integration goes, if you need it and you have to do it, I get it. I'm not a huge advocate of it, but we, we had a lot of people that were learning this stuff for the first time. Yeah. So and sometimes like, we, we talked like, about this a couple of episodes ago. I talked about this. I said, listen, with yes. charity, I think we're like, we don't want it to be just digital work pages, but sometimes you've got a really good worksheet and that's what works for that one lesson. That, there's nothing yes. wrong with that. There isn't. There isn't. You're right. Um, and you know what? The one thing that has also happened is now there's a lot of tools within opening things from Google. You know, you can open it from a PDF and open it into a, a Google Doc or so anyway, for, for another time. But I came across a totally at the time, it was a totally free site called TeacherMade, designed by teachers. Oh. And what it allows you to do is put your um put your PDF or your image or whatever you have in there. Cause I had already shown the teachers how to design it in Google slides and then download it as a PDF or download it as an image and then put that image in the background. So the background didn't move and they love that, but it's a lot of steps. I did not want to go into edit the master because they weren't quite ready for that yet. So I made a little tutorial on how to do that. And they were just using Google slides to make their PDFs, their background images. Right. And then I came across teacher made and I thought, well, let's check this out. What's nice about it is, I have to say, since um, since the lockdown, I, I want to say maybe two months ago, three months ago, they've gone to freemium, okay. which is fine yeah. because it's it's very robust and I, there's a lot of things you can do in here. And people need to make money. But yes, they do. They absolutely do. And when you have a good tool like this, only fair to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but in this free version, you can upload your image or your PDF. And then you can annotate on top of that using the tools that are there. You can post questions in there. Um, you can, they ha she has multiple choice. There's video options. There's, there's a lot of stuff that's in there. Wow. But once you download that, you assign that worksheet to your students through Google Classroom, and then you can see what your students are doing. That was the other big thing. So much like, um, was it a couple weeks ago? A couple, couple, uh, episodes yeah. ago yeah, charity and i talked was, about um yes a, a couple of different tools to do this with yeah this is totally right me though so this one um again parts are parts are paid parts are not but then you get a link to push that out to your students but teacher made once you design it will allow you to go in um which this is uh one of those for the loves that you have of being able to see what uh, the students see in google classroom <laughs> This for one does have the option for the love. This one does have the option for you to be able to see what it looks like in the student view. That's really um, cool. And it's which actually is nice. showing their pro version right now is free until July the 1st, 20, um, yes. 2021. And it, it's, it's not cost prohibitive, really. It's it's 50 to $49, I assume, American, which is like $4 million Canadian dollars these days. Right. But, um, no, it's, that's probably about, what, 65 Canadian dollars? Um, uh -huh. So that's that's not bad for a tool that you think you're going to use again and again and again. Oh, I like yes. that. I like Agreed. that. And on the pro version, it has Google Classroom and Canvas integration. It does. It does. Very but cool. you can do, I have to say, though, in the free version, you can do a lot with what's there you know, if the funding isn't there to pay for it. Um, That's awesome. Now, do students have to log in here to do the annotation as well? Is that how it works? They they just, yes. So okay. I have it in Google Classroom right here. Yeah. So if I click on it, the kids just sign in with Google and they choose their account yeah. and then they have access to those tools at the top, the same tools that you would see yeah. um, if you went into the student version up there. Oh, now with the premium version, the kids can leave one of the things that they liked about it when we first started doing it with students was they could leave voice recordings they could also leave videos right within there that's great. um and so for some of our math teachers they were like oh my gosh this is awesome because you can get the students to share verbally walking you through the steps of what they're doing right. so in problem solving and stuff those teachers really enjoyed that part of it oh, but that is part of the premium version yeah but which is free for the rest of the school year. So that's good. There you go. Oh, I like there that. That go. would definitely be something to to check out. Now, of course, check your your uh, district policies on students signing in with Google and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And make sure that it's above board there. But certainly something very interesting to try out to make our life a little bit easier. Because, you know, life is not always easy right now. Okay. My next <laughs> share is this. So I, I, no, you know, I'm going to go to this one. I, I'm, Jen, total confession. Yeah. 
I'm a little bit addicted to TikTok all of a sudden. Like I, I'm, I know you are. I am. It's a problem. <laughs> um, I watch it all the time, and, and I'm, I like. I don't quite think I need the meeting in the basement of a church yet, but I'm getting there. You're getting close. So I, I just started like watching some TikToks. It's just for fun and like to you know to completely unplug from like the mindless. And I was like, okay, what can I do? And and I I watched it and I started following. The first thing I followed was life hacks the hashtag life hack. So I'm, I'm on TikTok and I'm watching it and I'm, I'm trying not to become a creator because I know that'll take up so much of my time. Like, I'm not doing this. Don't let me do this. Um, and I followed this one guy whose name, of course, is now going to escape me. Um, but he talks about keyboard shortcuts or things on your computer you need to know. So I'm like, this is right up my alley. This is the shooks and gifts oh, yes. of TikTok. <laughs> And he talked about a whole bunch of different things. Like, hey, did you know this one? I'm like, I, and I, I consider myself a pretty good pro with this sort of thing. And I'm like, I, I, did, I did not know that, that one. I, I did not know that one. In fact, I think it might be him who TikToked about that um, script for automatically logging out of Google Meet. I may, may have seen it on his, uh, on his TikTok because he shares oh. that. Anyway, um, one day I was watching and it came up. He's like, hey, do you want to learn more? Take my course. And so he has this Master Your Mac course. Now, are you on a Mac or are you on a PC, Jen? I'm on a PC. Okay, so he a PC he, girl. he does offer a, a lot of his TikTok stuff also offers both. It's like, hey, so you're doing a Mac, so you're doing a PC. But this was a Master Your Mac course. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what he would show. And it has something like 18 or 20 modules. I got through it in about two hours. And I watched, like I watch everything on double oh. speed. But he taught yeah. me some things in this course for the Mac users that I was like, what? How do, and now some of these people might know, but I wanted to share a couple. So I'm sure there's a way to do this on a PC as well. You just, you'll have to figure it out because I don't know, I've been on a PC for like over a decade. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll figure it out. One thing he talked about on the Mac is if you hover over text on any website and you double tap with two fingers, or you two finger taps, sorry, single tap, it will zoom into that part of the screen. And if you double tap with two fingers again, it zooms right back out. I'm like, what? On a website? Yeah. So if website. I if I go over and I, I just two finger tap, boom, I just did it right in. And then I like the snake bite, but just lightly, yeah. lightly it goes in and it goes out. I'm like, oh, that's really good. Like, especially oh, when we have small things and I just want to look at it. Loved that. Um, also talked about um, if you have a Mac across the bottom, we have our dock and there's all the apps that you have open and there's a little line. And if you actually uh, right click on that line, no idea, it will give you a bunch of options like where to put your dock. So here's what happens when I log in or when I sort of plug in to an external screen, often my like my dock, my like little taskbar thing um, that you have on your mm -hmm. Mac or on your PC will go up to my other screen. And I'm like, I don't want it there. I want it on my computer. And I used to have to like, I'd open my system preferences and find dock and then change it. This I can now do it right here. I just right click that little line and boom. All of a sudden, my dock can come back down to where it's supposed to be with like two clicks instead of like 15. <gasps> and you know me yeah. in the nanoseconds, Jen. I, those nanoseconds yes. are super important to me. You're lazy. Your laziness is coming I'm really lazy. I'm a really lazy person. <laughs> the other thing um, on a Mac, I did not know this, and I love this, and I think a lot of people will. It's an accessibility feature you need to turn on. Um, so you go into accessibility, and then you choose spoken content, and then speak selection. But if I hold now, option, if I, I can highlight anything, on anywhere on like on my computer and hold option and escape it starts reading it to me and not only does it read it to me I can choose the speed at which it reads anywhere it's a built-in oh. accessibility and I'm positive they have something like that on the PC I, I really don't think that we explore our accessibility features on our devices nearly enough because we think oh they're not for me if I if you're able-bodied like oh I can see I can hear I can but there's so many things I think that could save us time even if Agreed. we don't have this, and that was one of them that I was like, huh? So sometimes yeah. I like I have something open that I'll want to read. I'll be in my office, but I'm like, oh, I want to clean something up. I don't want to sit and read this. I want it read to me, but because I love listening, like hence the podcast. So, oh, this is a way I can do this now. Now it's a robotic kind of voice, and it's not nice, and but it does the job. I love that. Um, the other thing wow. is, this was new for me. I always, when I wanted to rename folders or or anything like files or anything in my Mac, I would right click or sort of double click to. The, change the name of the uh, of the file. Apparently, you just mm -hmm. have to press the enter key. Mm, who knew? Not me. I, I feel like I'm super late to the party for that one. But I could just so I'm like, really? I just push enter. I'm like, yeah, I had no idea. Felt like a moron. 
worked. But that's okay. Amazing. Um, and then what else do I have in here? The last one that I have, and I wonder if this also works on the PC. I do not watch YouTube videos at normal speed. I don't listen to podcasts at normal speed. I think I've told this story here before that I listened to uh, Tom and Mike on Tosa's Talking Tech. And they, yes. ma they made the announcement that their, their roles were changing and they were going back to the classrooms and all the Tosa roles were gone and they were so sad and, <laughs> and they sounded so sad and I was so sad for them because they're my friends and I voxed them. I was like, you sounded so sad. And then I realized I was listening in single speed instead of double. So they did sound sad, but even more sad because they weren't like, ah, blah, blah. the only <laughs> podcast I will listen to in single speed if I, when I listen to it and the odd time I do, right. Cause I think it's good to sort of review your work is my podcast. Cause I speak too quickly, <laughs> but anyway, so YouTube, I always watch in double speed always. And, let, and then I pause double as I go speed. double. Yeah. Always two times. And then if I need okay. to see something, I'm like, Oh, I pause it. And then I'll push the 15 seconds back and watch again if it's something I need. But if you hold shift and either the period or the comma key, so the greater than or less than, it will automatically, instead of going down to the cog and choosing settings and then choosing speed and then changing speed. So look at all those clicks, right? I have to yes. move my mouse. I have to click the cog. I have to click the speed. I have to choose speed. That's four. If you just hold shift and then push the greater than or less than, it will speed up or slow down a YouTube video. You're trying it right now. I can see your eyes moving around. You're going to I am. Me. I think, because you know where I think I heard this? Um, you'll yeah. love this too. Tony Vincent. I think. First of all. I. I love Tony I Vincent, maybe more than yes. I like Paula from Slides Mania. And that says a lot because yes. I adore Paula. Yes. Tony Vincent's my design hero. And he's oh. the nicest guy. He is. I took his, I took one of his courses. I've taken all of them. Um, I've taken them all. Are you have you taken yeah, all of them? I've taken I all love of them. It. They're so I, good. I, I can't, I cannot stress how much I love his courses. They, they bring me joy. You learn so much. He is so attentive yes. and right there. It's not one of those courses like, Oh, sign up. And then, you know, you get these like prefab modules, you get that sort of, he tweaks them every yep. class, but the feedback he provides, he's so present. He's just, he's, I love it. I love him. He's right amazing. It, it works. It works. There you Shift go. And Yep. Shift and, oh and, it, yeah, and it's period or comma. And because really above that is the greater than or less than sign. So it does not yeah. make sense, right? That's, That's what going. it does. And then you can see when you do it that it's going yeah. um, 1.25, 1 1.5. Yeah, it shows up on your screen. It says, oh, this is the speed you're at. Yeah. You just saved yourself yeah. some nanoseconds. It's um, so those, those were, um, those were the things that I learned from that course, which again, if you have a Mac, you'll probably love that. If you have a PC, come on back. We're done talking about the Macs, um, <laughs> but they, it, it's called master your Mac. I think it was $50. He's, he's a Kiwi he's from New Zealand. So he's got this like fun little accent that I love. Um, my husband's <laughs> best friend married a Kiwi. And whenever we talk to her husband, um, I, he, like I always, there's certain words that he says, and I'm like, say that one again. And I know it's so awful to say, and he, and he laughs at me, but I'm like, I don't know. There's certain Canadian words when I get together with friends that people are like, say that one. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, so funny. it's, it's fun to watch and he's so knowledgeable and they're really, the course itself is really short. It's really well done. I think the longest video is three minutes. So you can totally like micro learn at times that you have it master your Mac. I'll put the link in the, in the show notes, along with all those uh, things that I, that I pointed out that I loved anyway. And that's only some of them. Like I thought, okay, how much am I going to learn? And I, I right. had over 24 new, new to me things. And like I said, I new to, you. new to me, 24 new to me things out of all, like there was probably over a hundred. Um, but even that right. I was like, I, I just paid, you know, I just paid what two bucks for each one of those things yes. to make my life a little bit easier. Totally worth the money to me. And what, what, what else am I doing right now? Let's be honest. <laughs> what else are we doing? Going, Nothing, to, the going, to, the, going to the grocery no. store. Hey, everybody. Who wants to go to the pharmacy? Woo! Why would we go on a fourth walk of the day? Amazing. Um, oh, my goodness lovely. gracious. Okay, what do you got Nothing. next? Okay, so my next one is cooltext.com. Okay. The kids are always looking for fun ways to add whatever they can to their slides or make it more interesting. Yeah. Um, and cooltext.com allows you to have pages and pages of plain text or animated text oh, yes. um, that kids can click on. So I'm clicking on conf right now yeah. and I'm entering in virtual GIF. And then that makes, it instantly translates it into an image at the top. So, you can just two finger click, right click and copy it, or 
as we were just talking, one of my students just showed me the other day, you can simply click and drag it up to your Google slide and drop it in there. I love now, that. If you, these are so fun. If you choose one of the animated um, text options, there's like a fire, like burning, the one that says burning. Yep, I see that. Um, so you can grab the link for that. Yeah, because this is a good thing to point out. If anyone's really new to Google Slides and they're like, I, every time I put in an animated GIF, it's a hard G. See, it's been hard G all season because Kim hasn't been here. It's been really lovely. It has been. Um, it's lovely. Um, I'm a hard G. I'm a yeah, That's girl. right, you are. I, I should have made it that people who are soft Gs weren't even allowed to come on as guests. Maybe that'll be, that'll, I'll, moving forward, maybe I'll make that a rule. First, first question, how do you say this word? Um, Anyway, yeah, your disclaimer. It, exactly. If you've ever had a case where you have a, uh, an animated GIF and you want to put it in to a slide deck and you're like, oh, when I put it in, it's not animated anymore. With Google, sometimes it's funny. The, the odd time recently I've got it to work, but usually you need to go to insert image and go by URL and then it keeps that animation. Yes. That's the easiest way to that's do it. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's so great. that's what you do. Agreed. So you can just right click it. Oh yeah. And, and grab, copy the image address and put it in there. Yep. And, awesome. it, and it goes in there as there. They love this. They love this. You know who would love this? They have fun with it. My son in grade five. I'm going to show him See? this, actually. Exactly. I'm exactly. I'm sure he would. He's going to be like, I And it's just bomb. one of those. I love that. I'll be on it all the time. It's one of those things to make, you know, when you're, when the kids get to the point where they've completed the assignment, some kids get to the point where getting through the basics is all they can do. Absolutely. Um, but some of them are like, I, I'm my, you know, the little techie person. Let's take this a step further. Mrs. Conti, you know, what else can I do? What else can I do? Well, let me show you this. So I usually throw that into Google classroom that, and, um, any of those, uh, uh, free image sites, um, I put stuff in there that they can use to, if they want to spice it up a little bit yeah. for themselves. And I think that would be a really even fun thing to create and have the students create. So imagine this, Jen, here, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to do what Kim and I do often. We're like, Hey, imagine if you did this. So what if you turned that into like a little short, like screencastify video? Do you want to level up your slide decks? And you created that. And then when the kids who are done early, you say, well, what do you do? That's cool. And maybe they show, and they start creating their own screencastify and you have a class YouTube channel or on your own YouTube channel, you have a playlist for just that class on how to level up your slide decks. And then they could teach each other and you cute little tricks on how to make things maybe more visual uh, tricks that they use, tricks that they've seen. And then the students who are really keen on doing that, what are they going to do? They get finished early. They're going to go and do that research and have that self-directed learning. Wouldn't that be fun? Absolutely. They would love that. And the kids would love that. They're learning from each other. Exactly. Plus, we were just talking prior to all the things I've learned from my students. They're um, like, did you know you could do this? Did you know? I'm like, oh, no, thank you. One of, oh, one of the girls that I follow on, on TikTok, um, she she <laughs> has her whole, her whole shtick is things I learned about teaching online from an eight-year-old today. She's a, a second or yeah. third, second, no, third grade teacher. Her, her kids are the same age as my youngest. And that's what she does. She's like, this is something that they taught me. Did you know you could do this? And some things are, are pretty basic, but like, boom. And then all of her comments are, and then there's this. So there's tons of learning on that one too. See, TikTok is like, it's pretty awesome. Anyway, I'll get it off is. the TikTok thing. All right. Okay. That's a cool yeah. one. I, I do like that. And I feel like Tony Vincent taught me about that site before. I feel like that's a Tony Vincent find for me that he may have shared it in one of the- You know what? He may have. I love it. He may have. I love it. Okay. I am going to go to, I'm going to do, I think it's called Blukit. Blukit? Blukit. Have you seen this? I have not. I've heard about it on other um, podcasts. I okay. was sort of like, okay. And I went to it and I looked at it and I thought, ah, it might be a little bit too elementary because I'm teaching 11th and 12th grade. And it is Kahoot, but not Kahoot. It, but it's the same premise as Kahoot. Like you create little quizzes, but instead of just being the classic, like, here's your question for, oh, pause, pause, flag on the field, flag on the field. I need to say what? something. Did you hear that Kahoot has now made it that students can see the answers for each of the colors on their devices? No. Yes. No. True fact. This came out. This was one of those for the loves for me, because especially now in order for students to participate in a Kahoot, and I saw this happen with my son, he had this total breakdown back in this like last spring. Um, they were doing cahoots near the end of their school year and he only has his iPad and to, to go between 
the one screen, like double click open, and the other would he'd fall behind because yes. he can't click right away. Not every student has the privilege of having a second monitor or a second device. Like I teach students who most of them, in fact, all of them, I know all of them have a cell phone. So I'm like, we're gonna do a Kahoot, watch it on your screen, push the answer on your cell phone, right? That you don't have right. to do that anymore. They can just grab their phone. They, you actually don't even need to project it because instead of just having the red, the blue, the yellow, the green, it actually has the answer. And I know this because I tried it yesterday with my own kids. We did this yeah. name, name the car model based on the car symbol because my kids are obsessed with cars. Um, well, two of the three of them are anyway. And the third one got really upset that he fell way behind. So I let him be the teacher and it was all rectified. Um, but we, um, yeah, he they were there and they're like, mama, we can't see the answers. And cause I had my computer turned the other way. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Let's see if this actually works. And sure enough, you have, when you set up your Kahoot, you have to scroll down and there's an option that says, let students see answers on their device. And if you toggle that on, boom, yep. They could see every single answer. So you no longer oh, need a second no. device or to project at the top or the front of the, uh, the room. And I'm sure this that has come. Awesome. I'm sure this has come because of, of distance learning. Anyway. Okay. Back yes. to look at, which it says how to how to do it here. It says how to say it. I think I'm saying it right. Okay, so you can go just like Kahoot. You can go in. You you can create an account. I don't think you have to. You can just go to the Discover. They have a bunch created already. And instead of like Kahoot, where it's like questions and then four answers, and it's all about speed, this one is slightly different because they have different game modes. And I read a um, someone's tweet who said, "Listen, I thought this looked really elementary, but I tried it with my." I think they tried it with their sophomores or their juniors in school and um, I said okay well I'll try it and I so I tried it with my my grade 11 class and they were like miss that was a lot of fun so there's different modes there's a mode called defense tower where you have to answer questions build towers and define de um, design your defense to protect yourself from evil blooks. So it's not just answering. You have to answer with, there's some strategy like, okay, do I need to answer now or do I need to? So let me go to the one that I actually did. To, so we did the cafe and no, we didn't do cafe. Was it cafe? Yes, it was cafe. And the idea, if you, if you've ever used, um, oh, what is it called for the iPad? has the tangrams. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm totally blanking right now. Anyway, uh, Osmo. Oh, uh, you know yes, Osmo? Yes. So there's a game yep. on Osmo that, that does something similar. So what happens is I'm there, I'm answering questions, and every time I answer questions, I get money. And when I get money, I can restock what I have in my restaurant. And people come in and they... Um, or sorry, no, every time, every time I serve someone, they pay me, but in order to restock my restaurant, I need to answer questions. So it's not a speed like, okay, first question, second question, because everyone plays at different speeds. So we found that I would answer like five questions in a row, stock my restaurant like crazy, and then serve a bunch of people and get a bunch of money and then answer a bunch of questions. And that was the strategy. So it wasn't about being the fastest at the answer because you don't get the answer you don't get the stock so it slows right. down Kahoot because one thing I hate about Kahoot is you don't actually learn right it's like okay I'm, I'm just gonna click really quickly it's all about speed reading and for our students right. with exceptionalities that's no good um, with this though they can go a little bit slower because it's all it's not only about accuracy and speed it's about strategy and when you hover over each of them it says okay this is about speed and strategy this one is about speed and accuracy this one is about there's a whole bunch of them um, I, a lot of them have either, this is strategy and accuracy, and then they have the classic Kahoot as well, which they say is speed and accuracy, but I love the strategy right. behind it that they have to think about. And even my students were like, hold on, how does he have so much money? And I have no money. They were unmuting and they were screaming like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, how does he? And so they had to really stop and think about what would make it work to, to win this game. It wasn't necessarily that you got them all right fastest. There was strategy yes. behind it, which I loved. Um, it's very, they, these little blooks, they're like little square avatar animal things. They're really cute. It does look very primary. Um, but I asked my students at the end, I said, did you like this? And they were like, yes, 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 yes in the chat. Now it could also be because we weren't doing like regular work, right? <laughs> um, ours, ours was about, we did one that was in the um, in their discovery library about uh, classic cartoons that they watched when they were kids. So they're like, oh, I forgot about that cartoon. And they had to name like the people or the cartoon name or whatever. Um, but it was, I, I loved it. And that was great. Oh my gosh. I think our, the other day, one of our um, junior high teachers showed me this. I'm almost positive this is what it was because what you described on answer, not needing to answer the questions right away, being able to, um, you know, have the time to go in and 
make your purchases. It kind of yeah. slows everybody down. That's what she was sharing with me that she liked about it. And there's because no, it, it wasn't, yeah. And there's no leaderboard. Like, well, there's no leaderboard right. in that you don't know if the person is however many questions ahead. And instead of being number of questions, it's a timed thing. It's like, okay, yeah. do you want to play for seven minutes? Do you want to play for five minutes? So I was like, yeah, we can play just for seven minutes. Cause sometimes, you know, you, you make a 20 question Kahoot and it takes you three and a half minutes. And other times you're like 40 minutes yes. later, you're like, oh my gosh, people come on, we got to go. <laughs> like, um, I know. It's, and you can, and assign, nice time yeah. And you can assign them for homework. So students can do them by themselves and create and, and not feel that pressure much like Kahoot, right. They released that a while ago, but, yes. um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's called, it's, it's Bluke, Bluke it, B-L-O-O-K-E-T dot com. And like I said, if you actually go to their main site it I think it's where is it I'm going to try to go back and find it it'll tell me how to say it um let me get bigger it says pronunciation yeah yeah, yeah. so if blue it, it does, it does it. say blue it. yeah oh there it is here oh. blue it. yeah I'll play it again here right we go whole ready blue it blue it blue it there we go blue it blue I just said it three times you'll hear it on the audio blue it and they're cute little things. So I, I like it. If you're looking for other ways to gamify those time fillers, those community builders at the beginning, the reinforcement of learning, I, I think it's great. Students don't need to create accounts, just like Kahoot, unless they want to create their own Bluke. And it's fun to Love say. it. Bluke. It is Bluke. All right. I think we have Bluke time it. for maybe, what, what do you think? One more each? We have little ones? We do one more each. Sure. Yes. So the, the one, this, this is a little one cause this one's super easy to do. Um, it's called classroom cube. Um, again, came out because of the pandemic at the beginning of the year, it is a virtual waiting room. Uh, you don't have to log in. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't, you just simply go to classroomq.com and you select that you're a teacher and then you start a session. And what it does is it makes um, a virtual line, so to speak, like a waiting line. Like when you're at the, I don't know, you guys have like, you take the tickets at the meat department or at the counter and yeah, you've yeah. got your number and they call out. Number. Yeah. So you log in as the teacher and then in Google Classroom, you get, um, you get a link to send your students to classroomq.com slash students and they get a screen much like when you go to join a Kahoot or things like that, yeah. where they type in their name and they type in the class code that you have sent them. And then as they're working, and this can work in the classroom too, but it, it works virtually as well. You have your, um, I usually keep it open on my phone because I can have like another, um, I have another screen that yeah. I can then see if I'm working on something else. And they type in their name and they type in what their question is and it puts them in order that they um, that they put them online. So it automatically puts your students in line and you can see either specifically, they can type their comment, what they specifically need help on, or they can simply be you know, typing their name and you see that pop up as the teacher. So you can go and help them in the order that they appear. I love that. One I, of the I really like that you put that last part. Cause I was like, okay, well, how is this really different than the raise hand feature in a Google Meet? Right, like we're all sitting right. here, someone raise a hand, and I can see if I go to the participant list the order they did that. But I love what you said. They can put what the question is about. So you're in that mind frame. Like, is it a I need to go to the bathroom? And you can probably see those as they come in. So if there's a quick question, or if you have, can you do it that if you have two um, kids with the same question, can you ask them both to come up? Like, can you call them both? You, in? you could do that. You could do that because all you're doing it's just a way for you to see what their right. questions are because once you've answered them you just go on your teacher dashboard and you click their name and it disappears okay yeah so imagine this i'm sitting there i'm using this tool i i see that five kids have the same question i know now i need to pause i need to reteach yes. this and say okay a bunch of you are asking this question i don't think i was clear enough here's what you need to know or oh we have a bunch of students in here that don't know how to do this, but I know that Jen Conti knows how to do this. So I'm going to put you all in a breakout room. And Jen, I've already explained this to you to reinforce your learning. Can you go explain this to your classmates? And then they can have their own breakout room to go. Oh, I love that. That's, that's it's, hands it's very up. cool. You also letter. get when you're on your t uh, teacher page, there is a list of all of the sessions that you've done. So when you go back, you can click on it gives you the date and time of your last session and you can download an Excel spreadsheet of what everybody's questions were and the date and the time that they asked them. 
So if you've got students that are possibly struggling and you need some evidence that, well, you know, I have this classroom queue open every day and I've never seen your child ask for some help. This is a great way for them to anonymously let me know that they, you know, they need some redirection or they have a question. Um, they're not sure what's going on and they don't have to be shouting out in your Google Meet or your Zoom for everybody to hear. Right. I don't know what, the, I don't know. Um, this would work so, so well for my oldest son because he hates asking questions. And I, I sat, I've, I've heard him when they were learning at home when we went to remote, like all all through. He wouldn't ask questions. I'm like, why? He goes, well, I, people are going to think I'm stupid. I'm like, are you listening to this uh -huh. meet? Everyone is asking questions. You're not, that's what you do at school. We ask questions, but he just can't get over it. So he would, because, and that's, he would move to Google chat and he would send his teacher if she happened to have her phone open there. So this is a way to do that. In Ontario, we actually track learning skills and we have to report on those. So this would really help with that kind of documentation as well, like that keeping track with that spreadsheet like you spoke about. There you go. Lots of cool stuff there. Oh my Pretty gosh. Fun. That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to cheat. And I know I said one each, but I, I have two because I want to actually ask you if you've seen this. I'm going to very okay. quickly share my screen this, I only noticed this, I noticed two things yesterday. Number one, when you go to the preview in Google Slides now, it looks a bit different along the bottom. You know how you can um, go from one slide to the next slide to the next slide? It looks different. The, the button has changed. That's just a, hey, I noticed. That's not, that's not for nothing. Um, so if you're in Google Drive, you go to a, um, a slide deck, single click it, and then press the letter P. You'll notice at the bottom, it just used to be arrows, but now it's actually a number with big white buttons. It was for me yesterday in my personal account anyway. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a new look. So there's a new user design coming out. Stay tuned. Here's the other thing I noticed cool. yesterday. I was, did I, did I leave it? Uh, there. I was searching something on Google and I was like, I've never seen that before. So you know how they'll, they'll say like the top hit websites, like Jen, I'm showing you here. It'll say one and it might give right. the little blurb. And then it says, oh, people also asked. And then it will give you a few other ones. But then it says, here are some videos. Yes. Underneath the first video now, it shows key moments. Have you ever seen this? So I just saw it today when I brought up, when I was getting Paula's Slides Mania, I was like, what? I didn't even look at it, but I'm like, I've never seen that before. But I noticed it because of the dots, those yes. little sections on there where it says the seconds. Yep. I just saw this today. Okay. So I just saw this today. There's, there's nothing like doing oh. the visuals on a podcast that we listen to, but what you, what you will probably start noticing now, and now this won't release probably for, I don't think it's releasing until next week. So you may not, you may, you already see this, maybe this is old news, so we gold. But now when you search something under video, Videos, it'll show the video and then there's a little drop down under each video that says and they'll give you a number like one has nine key moments one has six key moments and, and then yeah there's the little time stamps that say hey at this time and I wonder if it's because those those timestamp chapters have been created in the video or if this is those gremlins inside my computer being oh. really really smart and just knowing that these are things that people might want to know. I'm, I'm going to click on oh, one. Surprising. I'm going to click on one and I'm going to find out. So if it starts playing this video, okay. starts playing this video, I, I do apologize. We will, um, well, I'll cut the sound or maybe not. I have to put, hit pause really quickly. I could also hit that shift and greater than or less than to speed up or slow down. Yes, if I wanted to. Um, okay, here we go. Thank you. So underneath, and in case you didn't know this, here's a, here's a little bonus tip for you. If you've ever noticed um, in that, like see more under the description of a video, sometimes they'll have time marked um, points that you can jump to in uh, a YouTube video. They're super easy to create. If you create a YouTube video, you just need to, I, I believe, oh, there. You love. See, there we go. And share with there it goes. Yeah. There we go. Um, if you ever want to create your own timestamps, all you need to do is put like, I think you need to put the zero zero one first, but then you can say, oh, at like one colon one three, and it's this, and it will auto link it. It knows when you publish it. Hey, that's a time marker. So we're going to, if you click on that in the description, allow the the viewer to jump to that part. You literally just need to type oh. it. It's it is not difficult I didn't to do. Know that. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna, nice. I'm trying to hit show more and it doesn't want to do. It. There we go. No, this one does not. It go. does not have any time markers. This is the gremlins inside your computer guessing. Hey, here's something that they talked about that you might want to know. Yeah. So, you know, when we have those long, I hate, like, I won't, if your video is over about four minutes, I'm like, nope, not watching that one. I'm sure I can learn it faster and in double speed. So I want to learn it in two minutes because that's the way I work. Um, now, <laughs> I, I like this a lot because I'm able to 
I'm going to go back to that page. I'm able to look and be like, oh, is this what I want? Is this what I want? And then skip ahead. Sort of like recipes, yes. right? Have you ever, have you ever gone to a, like wanted a recipe oh. on how to make pork chops? And it's like, they have to tell yep. me not only about the pork chop recipe, but about their aunt who gave them the recipe and about her whole history and why the city that she lives in is named the city that she's lived in and the history of why they started growing potatoes and the way they did and all about the pH balance of the soil. I'm like, I don't care about any of this. So I, I really appreciate the people who have the skip to recipe button at the top. I feel like it's sort Me of too. like that. Now, listen, my mom and I really love to talk and we have a big joke where when my mom starts or I start meandering off the story and like, I'm going to start telling you way more. We know we just say, we just, we just like do this, like pretend button. We go skip to recipe, meaning like, let, let's go back to what we were talking about. This is what we need. Skip to recipe. Um, anyway. Okay. So yeah. I just did it for frogs. I just did a search on frogs. Yeah. And then when you get down to the video section, it, it chunked it out just like it. It's got these four little bolt. Oh my gosh. It's this so is cool. Google is this is cool. It is. So they AI, I'm telling yeah. you. So you are now oh going to potentially cool see one. under videos that to make your time to again save more than nanoseconds in this case. This is like big time saver. So true. I absolutely yeah. love. That's so awesome. Okay, oh so that gosh. that was that was just a little one I wanted to see if you'd seen it and I maybe I'd missed the boat somehow oh. on that. Okay, my my last one and I'm loading it. This is from ClayCodes.org. Um, I don't know if you know Clay. He was a Google innovator in uh, New York, like NYC 19 was his cohort. He's the guy behind like Google Meet attendance. He did um, Google. What he has a whole bunch of different extensions you probably know about um, in in the App Store. Um, or not in the app store, in, sorry, in the Google Chrome um, store, not the app store. You're not going to find Chrome extensions in the app store. Don't go looking there, anyone. Don't go. Um, that's a big waste of time. And oh, my, my, all of a sudden my webpage is installed. But anyway, it's called Record to Slides. Now, I haven't used it myself, but I watched the video and I was like, oh, I've got to share this because this, there's a place for this for some people who don't necessarily want to create a big production or for our students. It is a Chrome extension. Yeah. When you add it and you open up a Google slide deck, you push this extension and it will open up your video recorder. You can record whatever you want to say in that moment. And then boom, it takes that video and saves it directly to that slide. You don't need to leave the slides application to save a video. Oh, wow. So think for teachers who are like, oh, I just want to put a little thing in here. When normally we might go to Screencastify or we might go to Loom or we might go to, I go to Camtasia right. and there's all those extra clicks. If it's just something really quick, like, okay, make sure you look right here. Like look here for things that are really important um, in what we're doing. I think it's, it's oh. slick, it's little, but for those little bits or for students, especially our little learners, like our youngest scholars, how great is and accessible is it for them? to just say, oh, I just want to click this extension and boom, I start recording and then it's there. It's pretty cool. Oh my gosh. Right? So that is, it's very cool. That goes along with that last share that I have down there. Have you heard of Moat? Okay, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna let you share one more. We're gonna go long. Sorry folks, if you have, oh, if you have somewhere long. to be, oh you can God. listen to us on your ride home. Um, <laughs> um, oh I, I know Moat, I love Moat and I can't believe like when I saw it last night when I was like previewing for today in, in the um, document, because Jen and I, like literally this is the first time Jen and I have ever met face to face. We've been virtual yes, friends and now is. we're like real friends. Um, we're, and I, I was like, I've talked about Moat. I'm sure I've talked about Moat. And I went back and I searched the site and how have I never talked about Moat? Moat's awesome. So go, Jen, tell them. Well, we'll end it with Moat. Tell them about Moat. We'll end with Moat. Amazing. So if this tool, uh, Google Chrome extension, another Chrome extension, um, it, this will allow you within Google Classroom, Google Docs, Google Slides, and Google Sheets to leave voice or audio feedback that your students simply click on and listen to. And it's all done within, within Classroom. That's where I use it the most. I have used it on Google Docs, but I use it mostly in Google Classroom. It, as soon as you install the extension, when you go into Google Classroom, and you open up an assignment that you have for your students, there is a little purple um, icon that appears down in private comments. Yeah, it looks, like, it looks like an do. M that was written really quickly with a magic marker. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And you, you click on it. The thing that I had to get used to at the beginning was as soon as you click on it, it starts recording. Yes, like, there's, there's no way. The record goes right away. I'm like, oh, okay. But 
another game changer for those um, that have students that speak other languages. Once you record in Moat, it automatically makes a, a transcript of it. And you can convert that transcript to, I want to say, at least 20 other languages. How phenomenal. So they can read it right there in their native language. When you when they listen to it, if they hit the play button, they're going to hear you in whatever voice you're recording in. Um, but I would say 99% of the time, it's accurate. You can go in and edit the script, uh, the transcript of it, yeah. once it's been recorded. But this is, it's it's such a time saver for teachers because you, you get to see and hear that um, excitement and inflection in the teacher's voice when they're actually sharing something with audio. Yeah. And it's not I, I necessarily think, that same, you know, absolutely. typing in the same comment. And I think it's really nice that you said that excitement and inflection. For me, it would be my sarcasm. That's what you hear. Instead yeah, of reading it and being uh -huh. like, why is she so mad at me? And like, oh no, that was me being sarcastic. Sorry, that, that was lost, wasn't it? Because I'm super sarcastic. I really shouldn't be, but I am. Um, but yeah, I, I love it for that. And you don't, the students, if they have the extension installed, they hear the audio recording right on the site. If they don't, yes. no big deal. Like again, for privacy reasons, I know in my district, they wouldn't let students download it. Um, but if they don't, you can, it just opens a new tab and it plays in that new tab for you. Um, they, they have gone freemium as well. They're, um, yes. they, they did pay, but again, the, the free version the free version, I had too many syllables in that word, um, the free version <laughs> allows you um, to, to do a lot of the stuff. I don't, I don't know if the transcript comes. I think that's the one big thing that you might lose. It might just be the audio. Um, yes. But again, I don't think it's cost prohibitive. If I remember when it came out, I'm like, oh, how much are they going to make this? And it's like, oh, no, okay, that's, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. I can deal it's with that. It's not. That's a great one. Def not. Definitely check out Moat. I really think that Moat was one of those tools, one of the tools of 2020. Like when, if someone said, okay, what were the big ones that came out that really got some traction? I might even put moat. That's why I was shocked that I hadn't shared it at all. I must've mentioned it at some point. And it was, it, it was, it was little. And then all of a sudden it just exploded. Like to me, moat was to 2020, like Flipgrid was to like 2016, 2017. Right. It just like, Agreed. or like wake, like when it came out in 18 and like, just like, it just became a big yeah. thing. So, Love those tools. Yeah. That's great. We have shared a lot of really fun stuff. Jen, I'm so glad that you reached out and you came on. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks Thank so you. much for listening. Um, we've, we've gone long again, but hey, that's what I do. It's, you know, we go, we said at the beginning, like maybe we'll kind of nap. Nope. I just get too excited and, and we keep going. So any last word for the, the listeners before we sign off here today, Jen? I just want to say, keep listening to Shooks and Gifts. They've got a great podcast with great ideas for you guys to get anything that you might need um, to get an aha and give it a go. I stole your line, Jen. Do it. Yes, I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up by um, by giving a, a shout out to the uh, the Power Up Conference. It's coming on April the 17th, I believe it is. I'm I'm one of the speakers for it. Um, I also have iTech is coming up on April the 23rd and 24th, I believe. And a lovely, 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 lovely thing about conferences now is you don't like. You don't need to be in Iowa to go to the IOTech like you normally would be. It's all virtual. It's all online. Costs have come way down. I know we might be burnt out, but I, there's something about these online conferences that I actually quite like. I can go back and I can watch them. I don't feel as bad if I'm like, I'm not getting anything from this by leaving a room or like staying in longer and, and watching them at my own time right afterwards or... And I, I, I don't have to line up for the bathroom. That's also a really great thing. Anyway, Power Up is on the 17th. iTech is uh, the week after that. I think it's the 23rd and 20. Fourth uh, of April, I'm doing. I, I'm part of that as well. Um, both really great conferences, great learning opportunities. Um, so check those out. I'll put I'll put links in in the chat for or sorry in our show notes for both of them. Um, really great way to connect with teachers. Um, if you're feeling that sort of lull now, right? Like sort of like oh gosh, how much longer do we have to last? And you need that like energizer to get you enthused. There's some really great stuff being offered in both of them. So I really highly encourage you to check those out. And when you do, when you have that aha, like Jen said, you give it a go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for being here, Jen. And we will see you or well, not see you. I guess I won't see you because I'm not like peering in your like car windows when you're driving and listening to the podcast, but I will talk at you next episode. Be well, everyone. I lost my cursor. Thank you.
That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid. Or by tweeting at us, sending us an email. Or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca.